Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. This is Amanda Marie, and happy Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. It's already June. We're halfway through June, pretty much. Time seems to be flying by, even though we're kind of still stuck at home. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Alicia, Nicole, Idania, and Araya. Sort of like a, a girls' talk segment, but rather than a segment, it's an entire show, which is fun. We haven't had that in a while. But I'm looking forward to everything that we have set up to discuss for today's show. Before we get into that, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown, of which we do every single day during the first segment right at the beginning. So to kick things off, we have the current case number worldwide around the globe is at 7.82 million surpassing 432,000 deaths and there are over 3 million recoveries in the United States a little bit closer to home we're seeing a confirmed total of over 2 million cases uh, somewhere around 118,000 deaths as well as 674,000 recovered patients so you're seeing the death toll sort of increase little by little while the recovered patients toll is it's increasing drastically a lot quicker than the death toll is. So in, in a way, it's sort of, you know, it compensates for that. And we're not seeing that death toll rise as quickly as we were seeing, you know, in the beginning months of the coronavirus pandemic. But in other news, we're seeing New Zealand. We talked about last week how New Zealand was sort of on a pretty good streak there for a while, where they had no new reported cases for the coronavirus. But this 24-day streak of coronavirus-free New Zealand has ended as two British women who they are related, they flew into New Zealand, and they left their uh, their required quarantine under compassionate grounds. These bo- Both of these women tested positive for the coronavirus. We're also seeing in Beijing, they're dealing with, you know, intense clusters that are starting up again. Their COVID-19 situation is reportedly extremely severe. There's 27 new infections just today, just reported today, you know, over there. They're a little bit advanced on their time, but just today, at, at least 27 uh, new infections reported. And this is, you know, this also comes with fears of a second wave coming, this outbreak, the second wave that is sort of expected coming a lot sooner than expected. And this outbreak was linked to a large wholesale food market in the city. So since then, Beijing has has banned all outbound travel um, of high-risk people, as well as suspending some sort of transportation in and out of the city. So we're seeing, you know, we're seeing spikes here within the United States. And, you know, there's different reasons as to why these spikes can be occurring. You know, we're seeing the reopening of a lot of things. We're also seeing, you know, a lot of protests going on and people are gathering mass gatherings all together. Some people don't wear masks. Some people, you know, do practice that. Try and practice as much social distancing as you possibly can. But in a crowd like this, where it's so many people together in one area, it's hard to sort of practice that social distancing. And we're seeing some new research shown that, you know, Tear gas has been used at a lot of these protests and a lot of these demonstrations. We've seen it go down the past few, two, three weeks already. Specifically, at least 96 police departments in the nation have used some sort of tear gas during these demonstrations, which this happens to be the most extensive domestic use of tear gas on demonstrators in five decades. So this widespread use has, there's, you know, there's some sort of like pushback now. We're seeing places like Seattle and Dallas temporarily barring police officers from using tear gas. In places like Massachusetts and New Orleans, lawmakers are pushing for a full ban of tear gas. And this has now, you know, brought up some research and some questions that with the use, the extensive use of tear gas right now, this is sort of showing that tear gas is actually amplifying the spread of coronavirus, which again would explain these recent spikes that we're seeing, aside from the fact that so many people are gathering together 
you know, in tight spaces and mass gatherings, the tear gas doesn't help as well. Well, because tear gas does bring, you know, you cough when you, when there's tear gas spread, stinging of your eyes, stinging of your throats, but it also causes damage to people's lungs, which again makes them susceptible to respiratory illness, which then makes them susceptible to the coronavirus. So not only does the tear gas affect the person's lungs, but it also causes you to cough, which again, you can, as we know, the reason we wear masks is to prevent people from coughing on one another. And then that sort of, you know, spreads the coronavirus. So the fe- there's a lot of fears right now that the use of tear gas at these protests, aside from the fact that it's so many people gathering in one area, that this use of tear gas will only amplify and catalyze a new wave of the coronavirus. I mean, I have to agree with the standpoint on it because when you look at it scientifically, it does cause damage to your lungs, especially if you do have other underlying uh, conditions like if you are asthmatic I do remember seeing uh, how a girl had died on the way to her hospital because she was tear gas and she was asthmatic and nobody was helping her like there trying to get like her uh, everything in line other than the people who are protesting uh, along with her but I think that the whole line when it comes to the tear gas for for where we're living in right now you know a pandemic if people weren't aware of that and a respiratory pandemic, I think that it's really reckless. And I think that it's just beyond, it's not, it's nowhere near smart to try and, and, and go ahead and do that because there's so many other things that can obviously play a part. As now we're seeing that there are, you know, cases and spikes that are kind of attributed to this because of, of, of the things that they were doing. And I just think that all in all, this is like reckless act because again, you know that, that COVID strikes and it's, it's, it's mostly respiratory illness that does, you know, play into other parts of the body as we've talked about here on the youth. But I think it's just, it's really, it's concerning to, at, at the most because I can't wrap my, my hand around it, my head around it because there's no way for me to understand. So I think the fact being that they do want to get away with tear gas is smart. And I kind of agree with it where we're standing right now because you as a nation you want to protect your people as much as you possibly can and with this you're kind of causing more damage to the people and you're causing irreparable damage at that because people are dying people are becoming sickly and there's really you know it's 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 harsher so i that's that's my opinion on it i don't know people might differ from me but that's kind of where i stand i mean i've never been in favor of tear gas Um, Because everyone sees it as kind of like, oh, it's just to affect people's eyes so that they'll run away and leave. It doesn't cause any serious problems, but it's the complete opposite. It can harm your respiratory system, your eyes, even your skin. So it's not like something to be taken easily. But a lot of people see it as something that's just, oh, it's just going to make your eyes water and then you're going to have to run away. And that's how it ends the protest. It's not, it's something that genuinely causes a lot of pain to a person. And I understand to some extent why police officers use tear gases to um, separate protests, but I've never been in favor of it. I've never agreed with it. Um, Especially now, I mean, I'm not asking for the permanent ban because um, I I understand how 
necessary it can be in certain cases but i do think that now while we're in a global pandemic it should not be used it should probably be like you know what like how about you don't use it right now you know you'll be fine like if you don't use it right now you'll be fine because obviously we want to protect ourselves we want to protect each other like the spread of coronavirus is just gonna ruin the country in a whole and clearly that's not what they want it's extremely dangerous and I feel like it would it would make sense because we've seen such high cases especially in Miami-Dade and in Miami-Dade there's a protest like almost every single day almost every day there's a protest down here so it kind of makes sense I don't know the science behind it that's more like Nicole's stuff she always knows that science behind behind all this um, I can only agree or disagree, but Nicole definitely knows the facts, and I do not, but I'm just going to say that it would kind of make sense it, why it would link, but that's my opinion. It's not really, I'm not sure if it's scientifically proven, so do not quote me on that. I'm not Albert Einstein. Um, the whole thing with the tear gas, it's just like an abuse of power in my eyes. It damages your lungs. Like Nicole said, you know, all that scientific stuff. Like Adanya said, I'm not a scientist. I don't really know all the science behind it, but I do know it's bad for you. And also most times that it's being used, it's always a peaceful protest and the and the protests are never that violent enough for the tear gas to be used to that extent. And I do think it should be banned. Sarah Grossman, she died from tear gas and other people could die, especially with the coronavirus going on. Like you said, it's gonna, what's it called? Increase the number of people getting it. And it's just not needed right now. We're in a pandemic and Anyways, even if we weren't in a pandemic, tear gas should not be used anyways. It's literally a war crime if you use it, like during war. So why should you be using it on civilians that are protesting their rights? I don't get it. But yeah, that's my opinion. I agree with Araya and what she said is an abuse of power. It it should never be used in any circumstance, in my opinion, especially how what you guys said. Most of the protests were peaceful when they were used. And honestly, I believe that they're just trying to, sh like the officers are trying to show that they have more power than us. And they, like, they're better than us. Like, we can't really do anything to affect them. They, they could affect us mostly. And I don't support, support it. And look, another thing to blame officers on is, the spread of the coronavirus, because I'm pretty sure that's why we have a peak or a rise again in the coronavirus cases, in my opinion. And I think they should just ban it all in all for everything. So once again, we'll see as more research is sort of compiled, we'll see if this is truly a reason as to why we're seeing a spike in these cases and if this link is, is true, but it would make sense as we're seeing once again, spikes in a lot of big cities and we know that a lot of these protests are being held in big cities around the nation but we'll continue to see what unfolds and what comes about this entire situation when we come back here on the youth yesterday was a pretty strange day for anybody who uses any sort of technology which is pretty much all of us and anybody listening to the youth right now because if you're not listening 
you know, in your car, you're listening on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify, however you may be listening to us right now. And there was some sort of weird stuff going on yesterday that caused technology to sort of take a pause. We'll be right back here on the USM Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, the way. of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the eagle. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, he's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station 
run inside of high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Melvin Gordon, and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio series, except Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about how we're seeing tear gas and the possible link with the increases in coronavirus cases around the nation as tear gas sort of, it sort of, you know, causes respiratory dysfunction where you are then susceptible to contracting the coronavirus so we talked about that and we'll see how that sort of develops in the coming weeks with more research being done in this scenario but moving on from that yesterday was kind of a strange day especially for anyone who pretty much has a cell phone anyone who uses any sort of technology and i guess the first question i'll ask before we get into this conversation is how many of you guys here on the youth experienced some sort of issue where you couldn't make phone calls, your phone wasn't working properly, everything was freezing up, bad service, couldn't send text messages. Were were you going through this issue yesterday? I'm going to personally, for me, I wasn't. But I do remember now that we're bringing this up that when I would call my parents and they're coming home, it would malfunction from like the on call from the car and the phone audio. And like they couldn't hear me for like a couple. Like I had to be like, okay, let me let me try, let me see if I can go into it because they couldn't hear me. But I was perfectly fine making my own calls, making my own text messages, all that. Like I didn't really experience it to a grand degree, I guess. I did. Um my dad tried calling me, my mom tried calling me, um, tried calling my sister, all of us, none of that worked. And I had a work call yesterday and my Zoom crashed three times. I didn't have any technical difficulties at all. My phone was working. I was watching the TV. It was fine. And the whole weekend, my phone was working fine. And I didn't really have anyone to text or anything. So even if I did, it wouldn't really matter. I'm in the same boat as Araya. I don't have anyone to call, text, no one to call me or text me. So I didn't feel nothing until I went on Instagram and I saw it. So I'm out of the picture. So I guess Ivani and I were really the only ones that had severe issues because I experienced difficulty making any sort of phone call yesterday. I couldn't call my parents. They couldn't call me. People couldn't call me. I could only make outgoing calls to them unless it was a FaceTime call that would work or FaceTime audio. Instagram, Snapchat, we're sort of acting weird yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're being hacked. And I thought it was something that was happening to my family because we were the only ones that were experiencing it and all my other friends were fine. And all my, like anybody else that I would talk to, they were fine. But for some reason, our phones weren't working. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting hacked. What's going on? What's going on? And then we find out the wonderful news that since that moment and everything that went down yesterday, there was reports that the U.S. was probably experiencing some sort of a coordinated DDoS attack, which that's a distributed denial of service attack. So these attacks are malicious attempts 
to disrupt or shut down targeted servers by overwhelming them with traffic from multiple sources. So this is fantastic news. You know, thankfully yesterday we could still use, you know, Zoom and we could still do the youth. And I know I had a bunch of meetings yesterday and I was still able to use Zoom accordingly, but in Igania's case, her Zoom crashed. And Zoom is one of the many different networks and many different services, providers that were jammed up yesterday and could not function properly for certain people. So this outage affected major carriers like T-Mobile, which I'm a T-Mobile carrier myself, which would explain, you know, I'm not getting hacked by a hacker and nobody's trying to, you know, come for me or my family. It was a, a pretty national thing. And a lot of people were dealing with that as well as Sprint. Verizon apparently experienced some issues, uh, Metro PCS and some AT&T um, customers did experience some issues. We're also seeing other networks such as Comcast, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Now, Twitch, even banks, Chase, Chase Bank, Bank of America, DoorDash was hacked, Google and Zoom. All these different platforms, plus a few more, were all affected by this outage. And as of right now, we're still not sure who's responsible for these attacks. As we know, Anonymous, who is infamous on Twitter, and he sort of started exposing things at the beginning of this month, we saw him go through a list of several things that he started exposing. And he is sort of saying that there's speculation that does suggest that China is responsible for the DDoS attack that happened on the United States yesterday. And this sort of comes as the situation between South and North Korea is currently deteriorating. Just today, uh, North Korea blew up its joint liaison office with South Korea, which had been a meeting place for these two nations. And North Korea had warned South Korea of possible military action just hours before this attack was carried out. So as we know, our our relationship with China has sort of been strained, especially during this pandemic, as you know, everybody was trying to find where to point fingers for the pandemic spreading past China. And now, you know, we're sort of seeing this entire thing go down where our technology isn't working. And for people like us who use technology and rely on technology, rely on social media, rely on platforms like Zoom and Google to do our research and get our information, yesterday was sort of a difficult day to get through that as a lot of people experience different issues. I mean, the idea of it being China isn't too foreign, I guess. I mean, I do know that a lot of the older folks might say that it all has to go down to like TikTok because even like government officials, no, I'm going to say this, this is true. Even government officials cannot have TikTok on any of their government warranted phones. And if they have any children, they cannot have TikTok on their phones either because it goes all to the fact that your phone does listen to you. And, you know, things that you do watch and that you do see and that you do and that you do say, your phone takes mark of it. And then Google, you know, gives you things for you to see. So does Facebook and Instagram. And it goes to the same fact that even TikTok does that. I remember I've talked about like wanting a certain thing or listening to a certain song and then I get the ad for that song. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you for giving me the ad. I already know. And it's just, I think... Maybe if you really want to point fingers, that could be a connection to it with all the teenagers who use their phones, and especially on TikTok. If you want to just blame the teenagers for this, I don't really know. I don't really think you can. But uh, I think that the whole idea of this is pretty crazy because I, again, I didn't experience this to a full degree, but I think that the actual connection and how everything else is just kind of, you know, deteriorating, as Amanda said, through any connections that any country at this point has for, with us at this point, is pretty intense and it's not as strong as it used to be or has any you know stable connectors to at least hold it along 
for now? I don't really know. I'm not gonna point any fingers, but if it is China, well, I don't really know because I'm not a government official. I'm not a hacker or anything. I'm just a regular civilian with a phone and that's how it could affect me, affect me. But I don't know, it hasn't really affected me and I'm pretty sure like we'll be fine. I don't know. I don't wanna be too optimistic, but I don't know. It doesn't really affect me, so I can't really have an opinion on it. I mean, this just sort of shows, you know, even if it was something small where obviously we can see it really only affected two people here on the youth today, but many others were affected as well. If this was considered, you know, a smaller, I guess you could say a test run as to what they could do in the future. It's sort of concerning, you know, you, it makes you wonder, will they try to do something even more drastic than what they did yesterday? And yesterday was pretty drastic enough as we saw how many people this DDoS attack affected because again, you couldn't make calls out, couldn't send text messages. I was relying on Wi-Fi to be able to call people back and forth because for some reason my cell service wasn't working and and just other things as well. You know, we rely on different networks, different social media platforms to sort of get our information, not just for, you know, for here on the youth, but just information for ourselves to sort of just keep ourselves informed, especially throughout this entire pandemic and with everything that's going on in the world right now. Platforms like Twitter offer you different ways to get this information. And if something simple like this can bring down so many different servers and can bring down so many different companies, it makes you wonder what could happen in the future. Honestly, I'm going to take a whole different route. I think this is all because of the protests. I don't know why. I feel like, no offense to the president or anything, but they're doing something so that people are not able to contact each other during the protest and a lot of more bad things can happen, but that's what I feel like. I just feel like this is a little plan they're doing just so they could, you know, catch their people or something, which I do not agree with. So hopefully, hopefully it's nothing, honestly. I hope it's nothing. And if it is something, hopefully it doesn't affect me and the people that I surround myself with because I'll just that would just be bad. I can see where you're thinking it would be the protest because even if it was more on the government side, we've seen a lot of like Gen Z kids like flood a lot of government websites and police websites and all these other things that were trying to uh, catch essentially protesters because of everything and all that you know it's kind of it, it would be very interesting because if they were to use a similar tactic that a lot of the younger people kind of use against them and they would flood them with like k-pop videos and they would flood them with like music videos like no and this is essentially what that is whatever whenever this happens when is when a so a server sorry let me learn to speak english for a minute is when a server is overridden with just so much that it possibly cannot function anymore so you just have to like essentially override multiple lines of communication. That's why they go through like bigger uh, uh, sites such as Sprint, T-Mobile, because that's that's much easier. You have one like base head headquarters when in, I believe in almost every state that there is, yes. And you just override that completely with just nothing. But it's, it's, it's nothing at the same time as everything because it, it's, it's these files that are so big that it possibly cannot function and it cannot let through any normal calls or any normal pictures or, ha or let Instagram and Twitter work uh, perfectly. So 
that's kind of the whole purpose of it. I think if it is a government thing, then it would kind of be ironic to just separate your own nation people. I experienced it. I mean, I didn't, I don't use social media. I have it, but I don't really use it. So it's not like I noticed anything going on with um, Instagram or Snapchat. And I usually watch Hulu, but yesterday I did it. I felt like watching SpongeBob SquarePants. So I, I used another platform that I'm not going to say because then they're going to end up hacking into that platform too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my Zoom crashed a lot of times, I know. Um, Nicole yesterday, she knows that my Zoom audio just completely stopped working. Thankfully, the wonderful host we had yesterday was very understanding and lovable about that. But um, I did have a work call, which was really important because the Zoom, um, it was kind of like to test our knowledge on the Zoom. So we had to like get a certain number right or else we were going to be in trouble. And my <laughs> Zoom crashed three times during that call. And my boss was so tired of letting me in that I had to, um, I had to email him telling him what was going on. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it was a weird day. Thankfully, again, I didn't have any issues with my Zoom at least, but again, I couldn't make any phone calls. And it's just, it's crazy to see that even amidst everything that's going on in the world right now and here in the United States and everything that's happening and just, you know, 2020 has definitely been an interesting year, not at all what we expected, that this is just something else to add onto the list of things to make sure gets written down in that history book that we're writing for 2020, because that's going to be a pretty hefty chapter. But when we come back on the youth, we're going to talk about something that went down with Shake Shack, a pretty iconic burger place, burger joint across the nation. Pretty, They're pretty good. I like their burgers. I would probably pick five guys over Shake Shack, but Shake Shack is pretty, pretty good. Mm, something happened with Shake Shack and some police officers yesterday in New York. We'll talk about that here on the STEM Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad <laughs> joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Brad Tejeda, The Brad Tejeda Show, covering Miami Hurricanes football along with all other sports. Premieres June 30th, noon to 2, only on Slam Radio Series XM, channel 145. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for you. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. 
Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Saquon Barkley, and you got to listen to Slam Radio. last segment we were talking about how yesterday there was a whole ddos attack on the united states a bunch of people couldn't call couldn't use any sort of social media for idania she had a pretty hard time using zoom and zoom wasn't zoom wasn't her biggest fan yesterday but as we move on from that topic and into our topic for the third segment this news sort of comes it's breaking today and it's a pretty interesting story and i guess you know we'll sort of find out more and figure out more on this story in the days to come but three NYPD officers fell ill yesterday after drinking shakes at a Manhattan Shake Shack. So we know Shake Shack. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I know Frank is not the biggest fan of Shake Shack. 
whatsoever. But, you know, we've talked about Shake Shack here and we've rated it on our on our bur- our favorite burger places and all that whole bunch of fun stuff. But this is sort of serious. You know, apparently these shakes that the officers did consume, they reportedly had bleach in them. So an investigation that was conducted sort of found that there was no criminal acts involved in the making of these shakes and in the entire situation. The three officers are all stable. They're recovering at a New York downtown hospital. But I don't, there's something off about this story that sort of makes you wonder, maybe the people who made the shakes sort of did this on purpose to get back at the cops. As we know, there's a lot of negative vibes and a lot of negative I don't really know how to explain it, but there's a lot of negativity around police officers right now, especially due to everything that's going on in the world right now. But, you know, this sort of comes, I guess, as a result, just a few days ago, was apparently kill a cop day. Many officers and their families were being targeted. And, you know, they were told, make sure you stay at home, stay safe indoors. If you're not essential, stay at home, make sure you lock everything up and protect yourself and your family, as well as, you know, those officers that were out on the streets and having to you know, do their job, they had to be careful as well, because it was kill a cop day. And it was a national thing, not just here in Florida, not just in a few states, apparently it was a national thing. But I it's kind of it's kind of this story with NYPD, the police officers and, you know, the Shake Shack and the shakes, they apparently had bleach in them once again. But it's kind of interesting to hear a story like this, it makes you want to know more. And obviously, there's an ongoing investigation, and we'll find out more as to what happens. I'm sure they're going to get the video footage of the of the employees that made those shakes, try to figure out who made those shakes, how did bleach get into those shakes? Because you, there's so much that can go down in, in a place like Shake Shack, where it's, you know, you order, you you have to wait for your food, and there's so much that can go down in that entire process of from when you order your food to when you actually get in and consume your food. Who knows how many people have come in contact with your food? So I'm sure this investigation, is, it is ongoing, and we'll find something more out in the future. But I think it's kind of, it's kind of, a co- it's not a coincidence but it is a coincidence that this whole in this whole situation comes a few days after the kill a cop day that was a national sort of thing and again many officers had to stay home they had to be careful protect themselves and their families as they were all being targeted i mean i think in total this is just crazy because i can't wrap my head around the idea of just because of something again it's it's just okay I, I can't say anything without the concrete evidence of yes or no, they did something or if there was malicious intent, because who knows how they deal with the sanitation or where, what's happening over there in that Shake Shack. We don't know. We're in Miami. We don't live in Manhattan to say yes or no to what's happening. Uh, all we can really wait for is just concrete evidence of what happened strictly when, when it comes to the video of inside and how the, uh, what's, uh, what's it called? The, real, the, the the servers, there you go. Forgot the word for a minute. And how the servers are kind of, I haven't been outside for a while, so I forgot words, okay? But um, the servers and how they're kind of dealing with everything and how they kind of dealt with, I guess, serving the customers. So I think it all just kind of comes down to waiting for the concrete evidence, because we can sit here and we can say our speculations as well as our opinions on it, but we can't really give a concrete thing until we have the concrete. But I'm, I'm just going to say, personally, I think that this could be a huge coincidence, at the same time not being coincidental, like how Amanda said, because it's, that's probably the best way to, to put it, really, because it goes down to the fact that there are so many things, and there, are, there is a lot of negativity towards cops at this moment because of, you know, some bad apples in, in, the, in, in the whole grove, and I get that. But, again, it's not 
you can't just target somebody for a uniform that, that they wear just because just 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 alike as you can't target somebody just because of their skin color. So I think that it kind of goes down to those type of points, and I I'm kind of appalled by some of it, and I don't agree with anything that's happening right now when it comes down to that because some people are just genuinely trying to do their jobs and they're trying to do the best for everybody. And I think that what happened to these officers is, is very tragic and I'm very happy that they are recovering because, you know, they could have families and that wouldn't be a good ending for anybody. Honestly, I'm not going to have an opinion towards this because I don't know. I don't know what side to be on. So I'm just going to be on the, like the opposing side, like whatever happens, happens, honestly, because I don't know how, like, I understand both sides, like, with all due respect, I understand both sides, and I do hope they recover with everything in me, like, I hope they are back to normal in no time and ready to go back to work, because I'm pretty sure that they weren't malicious people, and there are, like Nicole said, there are good cops, there are, like, you get me, which I... I completely understand. If you're going to go for cops, you should go for the bad ones, in my opinion. Don't go for the good ones or the ones. I don't even know how to explain it, honestly. This is why I just stay no, quiet. But I, I, get, I get your point. You know, there's good and bad to everything. And, you know, there's there's good cops. And there's, you know, those are the ones that we don't, we, we always see the bad in everything. Because, it, you know, we see in society today, everybody focuses on the bad. When you go to look up reviews on a restaurant or you go to look up, reviews on something there's always the negative ones but there's never positive ones so you never really know what you're getting and what to expect it's the same thing with everything nowadays you know with police officers there's good cops and there's bad cops and in this scenario maybe these cops were three innocent cops you know they were just on their lunch break and unfortunately this happened to them and this incident occurred maybe they were bad cops and maybe this incident happened to them because maybe there was some sort of experience we don't know and we won't know until this investigation is completely you know, it's completely done and they question everyone, but you know, it's, it's a, it's an awkward situation to be in because we're seeing this whole, this, you know, this widespread hatred towards cops. And once again, there's good cops and there is bad cops. Um, so my opinion is that like, okay, you shouldn't go to that extent, you know, you shouldn't stoop to that level and because, okay, realistically, if you look at it, you might not know if you were serving those cops, if there were random cops, if you were just serving them and then you poisoned it or whatever. You couldn't have, like, looked up what they did or what their actions were in that amount of time and, like, seeing if they were real bad people. And, like, you shouldn't really do that. Like, bleaching, putting bleach in anyone stuff is like that and you shouldn't poison people right but the whole good cop bad cop thing i understand why there's such hatred toward the policing system today and i know like not all cops are bad but all cops support a system where it's corrupt and there's violence towards people so i don't know i'm on the side where we should defund policing you might not agree with me, but that's just my opinion. But that's just my thing because cops nowadays, you know, there's 40% of cops that um, do participate in 
I don't know how to say it, but participate in like domestic abuse. And there's so many other statistics where like cops aren't really like good people per se. I don't really know how to say it, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, you shouldn't go poisoning people no matter their profession, I guess. I agree. I mean, no one should be targeted because of their profession or skin color or gender or anything. Um, but Amanda made a really good analogy with the whole rating thing, because usually if we're looking for a place to eat or if I'm trying to see if a game is a good game to download, I'll look and I, you only see the bad ratings. And then if you see a really good rating, you're like, oh, it's a bot. It's a bot. They hired them to look good. So, like, you automatically assume that, like, the good rating is a fake. But as for this whole bleaching situation, I mean, I loved your analogy because it did really um, entail almost perfectly the whole good cop, bad cop. And I do have a lot of strong opinions on that that I'm not really going to get into today. But... Um, I agree with what all of you guys are basically saying that there are good cops and that there are most definitely bad cops that we see in the world. And as for the whole bleach in the shake situation, I feel like the only way that would be possible without any criminal activity would be if they like accidentally like bumped into cleaning bleach as they were making the shake. But then again, how do you accidentally bump like three and in, you know into three shakes? Like I I don't really get it. Also, one more thing that I wanted to say was it's just funny how cops well it's not funny. Oh my god. It's just ironic how cops have this day where they're scared because of some their uniform and stuff, but that's what black people have to go through every day of their lives. And that's what some people aren't realizing. And there we have it. Once again, there's so much that could have gone into this entire situation. Maybe it wasn't even a Shake Shack worker who did this. It could have been, you know, maybe someone who saw the order, figured, okay, that's for the cops, maybe tried to do this. There's so much that we don't know and some so much that could have happened, again, from the time that those shakes were made and from the time that these officers ordered to the time that these officers drank the shakes and ingested the shakes but when we come back here on the youth we're gonna move away from this there's a new development in adhd treatment and this is sort of a cool way to help younger kids out that deal with adhd a video game we'll be right back here on the youth slam radio sirius xm channel 145 hey look what i found a radio radio slam radio sirius xm channel 145 Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 
This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up right. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145 for the final segment of today's show in which we will talk about something interesting that was just approved by the FDA and may kind of change the way we help out or this, this specific thing helps out younger individuals and younger children that deal with ADHD. So as we know, ADHD is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And as of today, the first video game-based treatment for 8 to 12 years old eight to 12 year olds with ADHD has been approved by the FDA. So this is a huge step and something completely different that we'll see go down in the treatment of ADHD. So this video game, it's called Endeavor RX and it was just approved yesterday. 
and it will be a prescription only game so here on the youth or anybody just can't go on xbox and sort of download the game and play it you need a prescription to play this game and this will be aimed once again for children within the age range of 8 to 12 with specific types of ADHD. So of course it will not be the sole use of treatment for these children. There will be other treatments that do sort of help them out as well, but this is the first game-based therapy to be granted marketing authorization by the FDA. So we've never seen this for any sort of condition with video games. We usually see on the contrary, a lot of different disease and a lot of different you know conditions and stuff like that are blamed on video games and the overuse of video games. But in this scenario, we're seeing a video game might actually help these children with their ADHD. And it's sort of a non-drug option to improve these symptoms for these children that deal with ADHD. So, you know, there's some symptoms that do come as a downside of this video game, frustration, headache, dizziness, emotional reaction, and aggression. There's no serious, you know, life-threatening symptoms because of this game but it's game it's sort of symptoms that we deal with even if you do play video games on the normal we see guys get all angry and mad when they lose that game of madden and they lose that game of call of duty or you know they make it to you know the final the final round in Fortnite, but then they lose by you know one place but i think that this is sort of an interesting way to see how we're using technology to our advantage we talked about earlier in the show how technology was we rely on technology so much and the attack yesterday sort of put a lot of people on the downside, but we're seeing how technology is now being used to help treat diseases like ADHD and, and, you know, conditions like ADHD. And perhaps we can see the use of video games sort of help out with other sort of conditions in the future. I think it's really rad because, <laughs> well, a lot of kids nowadays play video games my little brother he's on roblox every day i don't really know if you count that as a video game but i sure do he's on the computer all day playing roblox as soon as he gets up to when he goes to sleep and you know kids nowadays they get diagnosed with adhd well i keep saying nowadays kids get diagnosed with adhd like they get overdiagnosed, and you know this and even though they might grow out of it, if they really do have ADHD, you know, this will help. And especially since it's targeted directly to them and not just a random video game where it's, you know, violence and other type of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a good thing. Like, I think it was like it should have been happening in my opinion like you are like a bunch of people are doing all these games and stuff like that but like why did it take so long like it's 2020 for them to do a game like that so I think it's a good thing and yeah I think it's a good thing I think it's something really cute that got done and I think it's really important because it is a way to keep um kids on their treatment but um, kind of keep them entertained. My only worry would be um, their eyesight because now that I'm saying it, I used to be convinced that my eyesight is so bad. By the way, I wear glasses. I used to be convinced that it was because I stood in front of the TV when I was a kid. And now I realize that it's probably just genetics because everyone in my family wear glasses. So my mom will probably lie to me, but it's something really cute. And I think it's going to be really fun for a lot of children to use. I mean, I think it's pretty innovative. It kind of helps out with a lot of things. I mean, I know that when kids do have like ADHD, they, they really need to like focus on something. And if they 
I mean, not necessarily focus on something, but exert their energy on it is what I meant to say. So this is definitely something that is, you know, more tiresome mentally and kind of physically because it kind of rolls it all down for all of them. So I think that in general, this is a good way to prescribe and treat these kids because they need more of a physical uh, and mental exertion. But Amanda, I'm curious. Do you hear that? I do hear that. And that means that we have neared the end of our show here today on the youth. Guys, thank you. Or not guys, ladies. Thank you for another wonderful show here. We sort of had girls talk, I guess you can say. Mario wasn't here. Anthony wasn't here. It was just us ladies. And I definitely had a wonderful time discussing everything that's going down here just not in the United States, but around the world. 2020 has been a crazy year, but I'm so glad that we've been able to continue doing the youth here on Slam Radio, CSXM, Channel 145. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. <laughs>